0: See, how you doing?
1: <laughs> I'm fine. How are you? I'm good. You sound, I... you sounded almost Gregorian.
0: Oh, yeah? Uh-huh. Yeah, like maybe some like, throat singing or something like that?
1: Oh, well, Not exactly.
0: Oh, okay. Anyways, we got some Bible studying to do today.
1: Yes, this week is going to be so fun.
0: Yeah, and so we're going over two kings, two, four, six, eight. We don't want to masturbate. What? Because it's the Bible. Oh. So, <clears throat> last week, doesn't really matter as far as this week goes, but previously on the Bible, Elijah named his replacement Elisha as the next preferred person to be the prophet on Earth. Elisha. I said Elisha.
1: You said Alicia. Alicia, Elisha.
0: Elisha. Elisha. Did you want to re-record it? N- no. Okay. <laughs> Anyways... <laughs> We're going to affectionately call these two E squared. So E squared went to different towns in the same day, which either the towns were very, very close to each other, or this is all just l- literary shit in order to tell you know this story. But anyways, um, they're they're going around to different cities, and it's like uh, creepy as fuck because all these people are like, "Hey, your master's about to be taken up by the space aliens," and um, then they hit up the Jordan. Right, they get to the Jordan, and you will not believe what Elijah did. Elijah strips naked, throws his clothes in the water, and the water apparently just doesn't like his clothes because it splits in two, and then he naked pimp walks across the way, <laughs> to which his clothes somehow get back to him. I don't know. But anyways, um, Elijah then asks Elisha what he wants in his like living will just in case he dies and shit. And Elijah wants a 2X spirit XP upgrade uh, for whenever he (laughs) dies. A
1: spirit upgrade?
0: Yeah, it's like a perk point. It's like, can you please will this perk point to me? It would be awesome. Uh, But anyways, uh, Elijah is then separated by a flaming gay chariot. Uh, We (laughs) know it was flaming gay because it was rainbow, it was glittery, and it was just fabulous as fuck. But then, somehow, Elijah gets ass-blasted up into heaven. I don't know who let out that particular fart, but it just went brrr, and it just fucking put him right up there next to God. Anyways, uh, Elijah, <laughs> Elisha, then just completely devastated by the ass-blasting of his master, uh, then strips naked and then just puts on the cloak kind of like that Vaughn was his name Vaughn in Borderlands 3 except without the underwear. Uh, um yeah, just wears this cloak and he goes to the Jordan again and he's like, "Oh, hey, look. Elijah stripped naked and then threw his clothes in the water so I'm going to do that same thing." Same thing happens. The water splits because they're afraid of the dirty-ass cloak. He pimps but he naked pimps walk across the the dry riverbed, which seems kind of odd because it's not just the surface water that actually parted, but all of the water, even the water that had seeped into the mud and made it mud. It parted it. It was completely dry. So even the uh, down to the bare molecules is what he split. Um, And then the prophets recognized Elijah's big dick on Elisha. And the prophets were so distraught by this. They went on a three day bender calling out for Elijah. Of course, Elijah was like, no, nah, y'all don't need to do that. But they went and did it anyway, so. Uh, Elijah then is going to embark on a miraculous whole journey here. Um, he goes into a random town where the water's bad, so he sprinkles some salt on it, kind of like Salt Bay. You know, he sprinkles <laughs> some salt on it, and mm-hmm. it's like, drink up, bitches. And the, <laughs> apparently the salt is what cleans the water for all time. Dirty I mean, water
1: be gone, bitch.
0: Bitch. <laughs> Y'all salty. <laughs> Elisha then goes uh, into the town of Beth or something like that. And uh, he slays 42 kids with animals. I don't he apparently did a whole like Far Cry Primal thing and called like bears to come and like kill him. It's the you guys know which one I'm talking about. Um so anyway, some crazy woman then comes out to meet Elisha because her boys are about to be sold at auction because uh, uh, they obviously look like good slave material. Uh because she just simply won't pay her electric bill. I mean, it's a harsh world back in them days. <laughs> Uh, Elisha then gave her this like Mary Poppins-like jar that had some oil in it. And it was like, go ahead, pour all the oil out into every single vase you have, and then you can sell that to pay your electricity, ma'am. And apparently it had enough oil in it to fill everything. So she paid off her electricity debts, was able to keep her children out of uh, the slave trade, and um, Eli- that's a miracle of Elisha.
1: The slave trade that's definitely not happening in Israel.
0: Exactly. The, it's not happening, uh, yeah. Elisha then had to sleep on some kind of makeshift bed, so he prophesied that the woman would have a son, because fuck her, motherhood for you, bitch. Anyways, uh, Elisha then solves this whole food poisoning thing with some flour. Apparently he salt bathed that fucking flour all over their sickness and got rid of it with yeast or maybe it was unleavened flour, flour. it was just flour flour elisha then gets some bread and does a copycat paste uh, copy paste on the bread to feed like a fuck ton of guys because you know that shit happens the uh, well, only for elisha and jesus Um, a lot of this shit just happens for Elisha and Jesus, by the way. Uh, Elisha then prophesized, uh, or or Elisha's the son that he prophesized for that woman because fuck her, uh, apparently he dies, and then Elisha gets right up in his face, makes him sneeze, and brings him back to life. I, I don't know why all that was necessary, but, uh, he made him sneeze. Uh, Elisha then, um... Oh, Elisha then prophesizes that uh, all of the food is going to disappear, and it did so for seven years, because Elisha's like, fuck all of y'all. I'm just going to eat my shit fucking bread. I don't shit know. bread? Shit bread. Shit bread comes in Ezekiel. Um, Elisha, <laughs> <laughs> Elisha then watched a uh, young man? Oh! <clears throat> Elisha then sits down next to uh, the Jordan or the ri- or river of some kind. I don't know, but he watches a whole bunch of young men cutting down some wood. Um, and then one of the guys lost his head, the head of his axe, in the water. And so Elisha finds it with a div- divining rod. Well, I mean, he he just throws some wood in the river and apparently that causes steel to float. I don't know. Iron. Or iron, sorry. Iron to float. I don't understand that, but, you know, hopefully they cleaned it so it didn't actually rust or anything, or else they're going to get, like, what's the rust thing? It's not rust. Or, well, it, I mean, still, it was on the bottom of the river. It had dirt on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, tetanus? Mm-hmm. Yeah, tetanus. Young boy's going to die of tetanus, and it's because of Elijah. The end. <sighs> That was a lot. It was a. L- it's a lot today, but we're gonna we're gonna try to make it through it.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, I'll, d- don't worry, folks. I'll tell you the real deal here in a minute.
0: All right, as yeah. soon as she stops playing her wood brick game.
1: Yeah, I- after you roll the intro.
0: Okay. <laughs> What's up, heathens? How, how y'all, y'all doing? doing? So today we have, of course, the slaughter of 42 kids and some other things happen.
1: Yeah, some super interesting things. And it, this this whole uh, thing today is going to be a little disjointed, uh, mainly because we're going to bounce from story to story to story. And that's, I mean, that's kind of how it's written in the in the Bible. It just Moves on to something else,
0: like well, yeah, but also we're doing the daily Bible, so it puts things in chronological order.
1: Well, it does, but but many of these stories are like a lot of these things are in order, right? So there are some that are out of order based on chronology, out of out of Bible verse order based on chronology, but but a lot of these things are in order when it comes to Elisha, and it's just I don't know, it's it's a odd mishmash here, so. It's a mess. It's a
0: mess.
1: (laughs) Are you ready to start? Yes. Okay, so um, we're going to be in 2 Kings chapter 2, or 2 Kings, 2 Kings chapter 2. We're going to start off right at the beginning. So when the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven in a whirlwind, Elijah and Elisha were on their way from Gilgal.
0: E squared.
1: (laughs) Elijah said to Elisha, stay here, the Lord has sent me to Bethel. But Elisha said, As surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. The company of prophets at Bethel came out to Elisha and asked, Do you know that the Lord is going to take your master from you today? Yes, I I know, Elisha replied, but do not speak of it. Then Elijah said to him, Stay here, Elisha, the Lord has sent me to Jericho. And he replied, As surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. So they went to Jericho. The company of prophets of Jericho went up to Elisha and asked him, Do you know the Lord is going to take away your master from you today? Yes, I know, he replied, but do not speak of it.
0: Jesus Christ.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Then Elijah said to him, Stay here. The Lord has sent me to the Jordan. And he replied, As surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. So the two of them walked on.
0: Of course this has to happen. Like They go to three places. three Fucking magical three. Yes, this
1: happens three times. Okay, so. Um, 50 men of the Company of Prophets went and stood at a distance, facing the place where Elijah and Elisha had stopped at the Jordan. Elijah took his cloak, rolled it up, and struck the water with it. The water divided to the right and to the left, and the two of them crossed over on dry ground. Kind of like Moses. Right. Right? Right. When they crossed, Elijah said to Elisha, Tell me, what can I do for you before I am taken from you? Because Elijah knew his time was short.
0: Oh, this is the living will thing.
1: Yeah. Um, so Elisha said, Let me inherit a double portion of your spirit. Whatever the fuck that means.
0: 2x spirit XP. That's what I'm telling you. It's like a role-playing game, honey. He needs the spirit XP in order to advance to the next level of prophethood.
1: Okay, well, so Elijah says you've asked a difficult thing, yet if you see me when I am taken from you, it will be yours. Otherwise, it will not. So it's like he's got to be in proximity so he can pick it up.
0: I mean, if I see somebody taken up into the sky, into heaven, I mean, I feel like I get a lot more spiritual experience.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I'd imagine so. Um. So, as they were walking along and talking together, suddenly a chariot of fire and horses of fire appeared and separated the two of them.
0: The flaming gay chariot.
1: And Elijah went up to heaven in a whirlwind.
0: The ass blasting. See, that's the only way that you can explain a uh, <laughs> that you can explain a sudden whirlwind that. It's somebody up into heaven. Yes, he that, is, yeah, that is Yeah,
1: the only explanation. It's the
0: only one. I mean, it, it, it's just as valid as a whirlwind appearing out of nothing and sweeping a person up into the sky. I mean, this is basically like a tornado came by, sucked Billy up into the heavens. A I tornado guess. of fire. Yeah, a tornado of fucking fire. That looked like
1: a chariot and horses.
0: hmm
1: Yeah. So, Elisha saw this and cried out, My father, my father the chariots and the horsemen of Israel and Elisha saw him no more. Then he took hold of his own clothes and tore them apart.
0: So he stripped naked.
1: <laughs> well, that's one of the ways that they show mourning. They tear their clothes.
0: Well, right. Yeah. I, I understand that. Mm-hmm. I always like making fun of it because it's a totally overdramatic. Like thing. it
1: seems like a very bizarre thing, but I, at the time that was what they did. I
0: understand. Yeah. But uh, I noticed that he called the, the chariot, the flaming chariot or whatnot, a the chariot, chariot of and
1: Israel the chariots and horsemen of Israel.
0: Right. So, I mean, I feel like that. It may, I don't know if this is connected or not, but Mm -hmm. it reminds me a lot of this parable that Jesus tells and Mm -hmm. the whole like imagery of the new Testament, Mm -hmm. because in, in the new Testament, Jesus tells a parable and this is how it actually happens with Jesus is that Israel, the Jews, kill Jesus, mm-hmm. right? They set it up to where he is crucified and dies, right? Uh, Jesus tells a parable. It's the Vineyard uh, parable where it has the, the Israelites or the Jews killing this prophet of God. The same thing is happening here with Elijah. The chariots of Israel are have taken Elijah away you know, from them or whatnot. So it just, it feels like, do, do you suppose he meant Israel or Jacob? It might've been, ja- it might've been literally Jacob in there. I'm not exactly sure, but it just, it feels like the, 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 or the, I guess maybe not allegory, but the illusion here is that, um, is that Israel has caused this prophet, you know, to be taken away or something like that. Like it's Israel's fault that, this prophet is taken from them,
1: Well, I mean, he knew it was going to happen, and they went to several towns, right? right. They were part of Israel, right. And um the prophets there foretold of it. Um but I don't know. I think it's interesting because he doesn't die. Mm-hmm. Elijah doesn't die. He's just taken to heaven,
0: well, right. that's why I didn't Living. say like that he's dead or anything, just that he's taken away from.
1: Well, I know but he he ascended to heaven.
0: Right. Uh, and uh, he's the only person I think that doesn't die. Mhm. Which is kind of odd. Um, but yeah, so it's it's quite it's quite interesting. Also, if you guys haven't seen my discussion with Digital Hammurabi about uh Anana, uh they mention in there how it doesn't ever really use like foreshadowing or prophecy but it rather uses this uh form of repetition and i can't help but to see this form of repetition cropping up here in the old testament with repeating things a certain amount of times or repeating things repeatedly you know all throughout it and i feel like those things are connected like that that's a common thing
1: so actually, I want to go back for a second because in this, what we're talking about right now, Elijah is the person who's taken up alive. But if you remember further back in the Old Testament, and I can't remember exactly where it is, it's, um, it's Enoch is also, um, is the, Enoch is the son of Jared, who's an ancestor of Noah. Mm-hmm. And he was taken to heaven alive. Remember, um, he was very old and they talked about, but he didn't die. He was taken to heaven. Oh,
0: interesting. I forgot about Enoch.
1: Yeah. So he was also another person earlier on in the scripture who was ascended to heaven and didn't die.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Okay.
1: Okay. So he picked up the cloak that had fallen from Elijah. So his cloak fell off when he ascended. Right.
0: I don't see how that's possible with the whirlwind thing. I don't know. It, this is
1: just me. Anyway, his cloak fell off, and uh, he so Elijah picked it up. Uh, sorry, Elisha picked it up and went and stood on the bank of the Jordan. Then he took the cloak that had fallen from him and struck the water with it. Where now is the Lord, the God of Elijah? He asked. When he struck the water, it divided to the right and to the left, and he crossed over.
0: Wait. So he like as he was striking it, he said those words, and then he finished as soon as it struck, and then it split.
1: I mean, I yeah, that seems how it is. He's He said it as he struck the water.
0: That just seems kind of weird.
1: <laughs> so the company, you remember the company of prophets that were watching from afar? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, they said the spirit of Elijah is resting on Elisha because they saw him do the same thing across the water back
0: over. Yeah, they spotted Elijah's dick on him.
1: <laughs> and they went to meet him and bowed upon the ground before him. Look, they said, we were your servants have, uh, oh, sorry, we, your servants have 50 able men. Let them go and look for your master. Perhaps the spirit of the Lord has picked him up and set him down on a mountain in some valley or in some valley. Mm -hmm. No, Elisha replied, do not send them. But they persisted until he was too ashamed to refuse. So he said, send them. And they sent 50 men who searched for three days, but did not find him. When they returned to Elisha, who was staying in Jericho, he said to them, Didn't I tell you not to go? So, unrelated to what just happened, uh, the men of the (laughs) city... (laughs) We're moving on. Um, The men of the city said to Elisha, Look, our lord, this town is well situated, as you can see, but the water is bad and the land is unproductive. Bring me a new bowl, he said, and put salt in it. So they brought it to him. Then he went out to the spring and threw the salt into it, saying... This is what the Lord says. I have healed this water. Never again will it cause death or make the land unproductive. And the water has remained wholesome to this day, according to the word Elisha has spoken.
0: <laughs> oh, man. So just add a little salt to the water. You'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> no worries.
1: Um, so from there, he went up. Uh, Elisha went up to Bethel. As he was walking along the road, some youths came, youths, utes, <laughs> uh-huh, came out from the town and jeered at him. Go on up, you bald head, they said. Go on up, you bald head. He turned around, looked at them and called down a curse on them in the name of the Lord. Then two bears came out of the woods and mauled 42 of the youths. And he went on the, on to Mount Carmel and from there returned to Samaria
0: so just like, like nothing had happened it's right. like he calls down a bunch of bear uh, a couple of bears mm-hmm. to kill all of these children and he's just like what shouldn't else? have fucking made fun of my bald head huh motherfuckers
1: well it seems <laughs> strange like doesn't it seem like kind of an abuse of power to call upon god to curse children
0: I don't, I don't really think so. I mean, you see, Elijah, like, called down the fire of God to kill people that were just wanting to escort him back to that surprised Fonzie king.
1: <laughs> Sometimes I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but I know it's related somehow, just I don't know how. So, the wife of a man from the company of the prophets cried out to Elisha, Your servant, my husband, is dead. And... Uh, You know that he that he revered the Lord, but now his creditor is coming to take my two boys as his slaves. Elisha replied to her, "How can I help you? Tell me what do you have in your house? Your servant has nothing in there at all," she said, "except a little oil." Elisha said, "Go around and ask all of your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask for just a few. Then go inside and shut the door behind you and your sons. Pour oil into all the jars." and as each is filled put it put it to one side she left him and afterwards shut the door behind her and her sons they brought all the jars to her and she kept pouring when all the jars were full she said to her son bring me another one but he replied there is not a jar left then the oil stopped flowing she went and told the man of god and he said go sell all the oil and pay your debts you and your sons can now live on what's left
0: so, this is related to Jesus because it's another produc- miraculous production of food or whatnot um, out of very little to nothing. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, it's, it's very similar to that. Um,
1: this has I, happened before.
0: Yeah, it's happened before.
1: So, next up. One day, Elisha went to Shunem, and a well-to-do woman was there who urged him to stay for a meal so whenever he came by he stopped there to eat she said to her husband i know this man i know that this man who often comes our way is a holy man of god let's make a small room on the roof and put a bed and some ta- and a table and a chair and a lamp for him then he can stay there whenever he comes to us one day when elisha came he went up to his room and lay down there he said to his servant gehazi call the Shemanite sh- sorry shunamite so he called her And she stood before him. Elisha said to him, Tell her, you have gone to all this trouble for us. Now what can be done for you? Can we speak on your behalf to the king or the commander of the army? She replied, I have a home among my own people. What can be done for her? Elisha asked. Gehazi said, Well, she has no son and her husband is old. Then Elisha said, Call her. So he called her and she stood in the doorway. About this time next year, Elisha said, you will hold a son in your arms. No, my lord, she objected. Don't mislead your servant, O oh man of God. But the woman became pregnant, and the next year, about the same time, she gave birth to a son, just as Elisha had told her. Do you think it was Elisha's baby?
0: I don't know, but, I mean, obviously she fucked somebody. I mean, I, I mean, get that she this- She had a husband. Uh, she did have a husband, but, I mean, he was old, so he probably just was dusty.
1: I mean- that's the thing about, like, old men can still father children.
0: Uh, Yeah, I mean, true. But I, I think the Im- implication here is that not necessarily it was a virgin birth, but just that he miraculously allowed her to... He open opened pregnant. her womb. Opened her womb, because it was <laughs> shut, guys. Apparently. God shut that shit just so that he could open it.
1: <laughs> okay, Uh, So the next story, Elisha returned to Gilgal, and there was a famine in that region. While the company of the prophets was meeting with him, he said to his servant, put on the large pot and cook some stew for these men. One of them went out to the fields to gather herbs and found a wild vine. He gathered some of its gourds and filled the fold of his cloak. When he returned, he cut them up into the pot of stew, though no one knew what they were. The stew was poured out for the men, but as they began to eat, they cried out, Oh, man of God, there is death in the pot, and they could not eat it. Elijah said, Get some flour. He put it into the pot and said, Serve it to the people to eat. And there was nothing harmful in the pot. <laughs>
0: so, not really sure what happened there. Well, obviously, the flour is pure <laughs> God dust, and he put it in there, and it... Just it removed all the food poisoning from the from the soup. Flour is pure God dust. It is flour is henceforth known as God dust. Okay,
1: all right. So next up, (laughs) (laughs) a man came from Baal uh, Shalisha, bringing a man of God or bringing the man of God twenty loaves of barley bread baked from the first ripe grain, along with some heads of new grain. Give it to the people to eat, Elisha said. How can I set this before a hundred men, his servant asked. But Elisha answered, give it to the people to eat, for this is what the Lord says. They will eat and have some left over. Then he said, set it before them, and they ate and and had some left over, according to the word of the Lord. Mm-hmm. So there's that.
0: So this is another miraculous production of food from uh, little to nothing. Um, he feeds a hundred people just like Jesus took. Uh, what was it? Five fish and two loaves of bread, mm-hmm. or no? It was-
1: nope. I yeah. don't remember the number, but it was fish and bread, and it was a very yeah. small amount,
0: right? Uh, so I mean, the whole point in all these Jesus allusions—well, uh, obviously they didn't have Jesus in mind with this allusion—but in the New Testament, they allude to the prophets uh, and their particular miracles. Basically, Jesus has to do it like even better. And so, like, Jesus just takes a few, like, fish and bread and then has it literally copy pasta right in front of everybody. Mm -hmm. And so that was Jesus's. And it was bigger and better because Jesus has to be bigger and better. Like, for instance. more fabulous. Right. Uh, Like, for instance, with the Moses and the splitting of the water, then Elijah and Elisha both splitting the water, too. Jesus one ups them by just being like, fuck it. I don't even have to part the water. I'll fucking walk on it, bitches. (laughs) And so he walks on the water. I'm
1: sure that's exactly what he said when he did it. Oh, he
0: definitely did. So all all of these illusions that we're talking about with Jesus and referring back to the prophets, just keep in mind that the basic principle of these things is that Jesus has to do it bigger and better because he is the ultimate prophet of God.
1: Okay, are you ready for the next one?
0: Yeah, I'm done with my mythicism stuff.
1: Oh, you're not going to be
0: oh so
1: um back to the you remember the shun Shun shumanite no i I do it wrong yes Shunamite's son the woman who he said you're gonna have a kid and she did okay Mm -hmm. so the child grew and one day he went out to his father who was with the reapers my head my head he said to his father the his father told a servant carry him to his mother after the servant had lifted him up and carried him to his mother the boy sat on her lap uh, until noon, and then he died.
0: <laughs> Just dropped dead right uh, there. Yeah,
1: so she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God and then shut the door and went out. Mm-hmm. She called her husband and said, please send me one of the servants and a donkey so I can go to the man of God quickly and return. Why go to him today, he asked. Is it not, it's not the new moon or the Sabbath. It's all right, she said. So she didn't tell her husband that their son died. <laughs> She saddled the donkey and said to the servant, lead on, don't slow down for me unless I tell you. So she set out and came to the man of God at Mount Carmel. When he saw her in the distance, the man of God said to his servant Gehazi, look, there's the Shumanite. Run to meet her and ask her, are you all right? Is your husband all right? Is your child all right? Everything is all right, she said. When she reached the man of God at the mountain, she took hold of his feet. Gehazi came over to push her away, but the man of God said, leave her alone. She is in bitter distress, but the Lord has hidden it from me and has not told me why. Did I ask you for a son, my Lord? She said, didn't I tell you, don't raise my hopes. Elisha said to Gehazi, tuck your cloak into your belt. Take my staff in your hand and run. If you meet anyone, do not greet him. If anyone greets you, do not answer. Lay my staff on the boy's face. But the child's mother said, as surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. So he got up and followed her. Interesting. That's exactly what Elisha said to Elijah. Mm -hmm. Remember? Okay. So uh, Gehazi went on and laid the staff on the boy's face, but there was no sound or response. So Gehazi went back to meet Elisha and told him, the boy has not awakened. When Elisha reached the house, there was the boy lying dead on the couch. Now it's interesting when they left the boy was laid on the bed, right? Elisha's bed, but now it's, he's on the couch. Um, he went in, shut the door, and the two of them prayed to the Lord. Then he got on the bed and lay upon the boy, mouth to mouth, eyes to eyes, hands to hands. As he stretched himself out upon him, the boy's body grew warm. Elisha turned away and walked back and forth in the room and then got on the bed and stretched out upon him once more. The boy sneezed seven times and opened his eyes. Elisha summoned Gehazi and said, call the Shunammite, and he did. When she came, he said, take your son. She came in, fell at his feet, and bowed uh, to the ground. Then she took her son and went out.
0: Right. So, uh, obviously, again, primary principle is that Jesus has to do it bigger and better. The way that he does this is that he just has to speak and... um, well, in the one instance uh, with like Lazarus, he just has to speak, yes. and Lazarus is risen from the dead. Uh, when he does his miracle with the widow's son, uh, he just uh, see he doesn't do it from a distance. Um, he, I think, he actually goes. Who uh, uh, Jesus? I think he actually goes to the house, and he he doesn't he doesn't do everything that Elijah and Elisha do. He still is more powerful, so he just sort of speaks it. Mm -hmm. Uh, speaks him alive again
1: i know that elijah also raised uh the widow's a widow's son the widow of um zarephath Mm -hmm. i think is what it's called um but he also laid on top of the the boy i think he just did it the once though i can't recall exactly but this was just a few weeks ago so elijah did this elisha did this and jesus is going to do this yes yeah
0: To raise the magical number, guys. Interesting. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So Elisha said to the woman whose son he had restored to life Go away with your family and stay for a while wherever you can, because the Lord has decreed a famine in the land that will last seven years. The woman proceeded to do as the man of God said. She and her family went away and stayed in the land of the Philistines for seven years. I don't understand why God would decree a famine on the land. Like, even, uh, let's give them that this exists and is real. Why?
0: I mean, obviously God's pissed over something. (laughs) I mean, either they didn't worship hard enough, or they didn't sacrifice the right kind of sheep or cow or bison or something. I don't know.
1: (laughs) Okay, so the final story for today, yeah, is... There's a company of prophets. You know, there's always a company of prophets. <laughs> um, this is called prophets are us.
0: Yeah. We, 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 you know, we hand out these prophets to go places and creep people the fuck out.
1: So they said to Elisha, look, the place where we meet with you is too small for us. Let us go to the Jordan where each of us can get a pole and let us build a place there for us to live. And he said, go. Then one of them said, won't you please come with your servants? I will, Elisha replied, and he went with them. They went to the Jordan and began to cut down trees. As one of them was cutting down a tree, the iron axe head fell into the water. Oh, my Lord, he cried out. It was borrowed. So he was worried because it broke and the axe head fell to the bottom of the river and couldn't get it. And um, he didn't know where it was. And he had borrowed it from somebody. So the man of God asked, where did it fall? When he showed him the place, Elisha cut a stick and threw it in the river, and, made, and it made the iron float. Lift it out, he said, then the man reached out his
0: hand and took it. Last time I checked, iron is definitely more dense than wood. And I don't know how wood would have offset the, the, the river's water level or anything like that enough to show the iron...
1: When it was a stick, it wasn't like a branch or a log or anything like that. It was just well, a yeah, stick. Yeah,
0: it was just a stick. That and it made,
1: just... it made the iron float. It, it wouldn't. The point is, it's magic.
0: Magic. Magic in the Bible. Mm-hmm.
1: And so those are all the Elisha stories for today. But next week, don't worry, we're going to have some more miracles.
0: Oh, yes. I love these miracles, like the floating iron head from the wood thing. That was fantastic. <laughs> And we're going to have some massacre. Ooh, what's a story in the Bible without a massacre? This week, we had 42 children that bit the dust. Next week, who knows?
1: (laughs) So we're actually going to get back to the story that we were working on last week um, with uh, where Jehoram takes over as king of Israel. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, we're going to talk about um, Jehoram, which is a son of Ahab, right? Right. And find out what fucked up thing he does as soon as he takes over as king. Oh,
0: apparently it's pretty fucked up.
1: Yeah. Um, we're, like I said, we're going to have some, some massacre. Um. Uh. We're going to have some death. Somebody's going to die. Somebody important is going to die. So. Oh, Jesus? No. Oh. There's going to be a mysterious letter from Elijah-ja. Elijah. Elijah.
0: So, I mean, you can send letters from heaven now. This totally changes, like, the, how this whole prayer thing works. <laughs>
1: this, uh, well, this is back, so this is back from 2 Chronicles, which happened before, um, se- uh, from second Chronicles, which happened before 2 Kings. Mm-hmm. So, this might be, um yeah it's interesting so uh he gets he gets a letter from elijah and that's you know how this book is set up chronologically well so mm-hmm. that actually the story of uh, jehoram is in second kings and in second in, in second chronicles mm-hmm. and then the letter from elijah happens in second chronicles so we'll see how that works out um we also have some foreign armies and a revolt
0: awesome yeah. I love revolts. Yes. <laughs> but uh, if you guys want to join us next time for all of that bible goodness, then I hope that you will smash that subscribe button and smash the like button. Uh, usually I say smash the like and then just hit the subscribe. But you can also <laughs> tickle that little bell icon after you subscribe.
1: <laughs> also, don't forget to stand up and use your voice. Bye, heathens. Bye.